Hello, you're listening to The Living Revolution, where we talk about synthetic biology, one of the most exciting and innovative fields across all the scientific disciplines. Today we're going to be talking about sun cream and other skincare products, and how the toxic and harmful chemicals that can be used to make these products can be replaced using synthetic biology. Today we're going to be talking to Julia and Anna from the University of St Andrews iGEM team. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. So uh, tell us a little bit about what is the issue with current sunscreens? The big issue with sunscreens right now is that many commercial sunscreens, the ingredients that are in them are actually harmful to marine environments. And that's the focus of our projects. Uh, There's two chemicals specifically in different sunscreens. These are oxybenzone and octanoxate. And these harm coral reefs by um, increasing their susceptibility to bleaching and impacting their growth and reproductive cycles. And this is a big issue, and it's why we started our iGEM project. Do you know um, why it impacts those things? Not specifically, no, 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 but uh, there's there's some papers on it that talk about its specific impacts. So the reason bleaching of corals is important is because it actually means the corals are dying and then they do not come back. And that's an issue because there will be other organisms that are relying on this coral. So it will actually have a massive effect on the ecosystems in our oceans. Obviously, we know that chemical usage is in screens is a pretty big issue. So why would you use or how will you use synthetic biology in order to eradicate that? How can we improve some screen use synthetic biology? Yeah, sure. So with our project, Shine Screen, we're using synthetic biology to basically remove those harmful chemicals from the loop. So our project will be using a UV protectant compound called Shinerine, which is derived naturally from uh, cyanobacteria and red algae. So it's not harmful to corals, which is awesome. And we'll be using the genes that produce that compound and inserting them into an E. coli bacterium. So that's where the role of synthetic biology lies. What does the, sorry, I think I missed that. What does the Shinerine compound do? Uh, So it covers mostly the area of the UVA spectrum of Mm -hmm. uh, UV light. So it wouldn't cover the whole thing. So it wouldn't be a one broad type of sunscreen. It would just cover one area. So we'd have to use two or three or more ingredients to cover the whole spectrum of UV. That's an area that we're aimed to improve in the future to incorporate UVB protection as well, because China only provides UVA protection and you need both for a sunscreen to be like uh, sufficient. So what are your main goals in terms of research for your project at the moment? Yeah, sure. So because of COVID last year, our project has been spread out into, a, into two phases. So last year was the design of the whole project, all the ideas, all the gene circuits and everything. And for our project, uh, it's kind of split into two halves. Uh, I work on wet lab, Anna works on dry lab. In wet lab, we're trying to take the designs from last year and implement them into the laboratory. So that involves some kind of like different modifications and whatnot because of how things shift around. But we're just trying to get the genes that we designed expressed and see that they work. And if they work, try to implement them into a whole system to produce Shinerine. What about in the 
dry lab? Yeah, so in the dry lab, we mainly focus on outreach work now and educate people about this problem. For example, we're going to primary school groups as well as mom and baby groups, like teach them about problems within within the environment of corals. And we also try to like hypothetically design the product, like how we're supposed to, how we're supposed to like store it and what type of methods we can use to store the product. So actually bouncing off that, so uh, what were the steps, how did you consider how your consumers might view a synthetic biology product? Um, do you think your the GMO aspect would be accepted? Um, and sort of how does, how has that, had a, an effect on the kind of outreach that you have you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning, there will probably some like people will be a bit maybe scared about it. But uh, last year they did a survey about like would you use this product even if it was done like through GMO, and it was like fifty percent wouldn't mind and fifty percent were like skeptic. But then they had this synthetic bio about GMOs, and they brought in experts and they got different views. And after that, a lot of people changed their mind. So I think the main thing we have to do is to educate people so that they can make their own decisions. Yeah, that's true. I'm just I'm just curious because how did you decide the kind of surveying you were doing? Like I'm genuinely just curious and like how did you decide who to who to um, ask these kind of questions? We we try to reach a big such like a big audience. So we reached it to like our families and friends, but also schools, and we tried to get other iGym teams from different parts of the world to like distribute the survey. For example, last year they got uh, Australian teams and also teams from China to share it so we wanted like a very a global perspective as well so is it fair to say that your project has been designed from like a human practices kind of outlook if that makes sense rather than more research based yeah because our project uh, was like born of us because we live in St. Andrews, like most of us live close to the ocean in St. Andrews so we were like okay how does like the environment is very important for people in the coast so we started to think about what problems are there and what can we fix and this was one of the problems that we came up with and that's it for today's episode in summary synthetic biology opens up a massive array of new compounds that are naturally found in living organisms through further research these compounds could be mass produced and replace the harmful chemicals that can be found in skincare and cosmetic products Remember to follow us on social media to stay updated at Manchester iGEM 2021. In the next episode, we'll be talking to the iGEM team from King's College London and their project on a treatment for spinal cord injuries. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.